What is going on, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Urban Turban Podcast. My name is Reef, the real Reef. I'm here today on my first pilot episode of the podcast. This is episode zero. So this is the introduction. So you get to know who I am, know a little bit of my backstory and my history. <clears throat> Excuse me. A little bit of my backstory and my history. Uh, you're going to see me look down from time to time at my notes on my phone, but I just wanted to introduce myself. Um, some of y'all know me, some of y'all don't. Uh, and so I'm just here today just to share with you, bond with you, break bread. So let's get into it. I know a lot of you may see me wear a turban and want to know why I wear the turban. and so. It's a little bit of a complicated answer, but I'll try my best to, to not be long with it. Uh, there is a religious aspect and a spiritual aspect of why I wear the turban. I rediscovered my commitment with God a while back. I had a couple of uh, near-death experiences that really changed my viewpoint on my life and how I was living. And I got introduced to yoga in college, and it honestly changed my life. I was very, very overweight, very, very heavy set. People who watch this, who know me from back in Brooklyn and Staten Island, will be able to vouch that uh, that your boy was big. They used to call me Fat Brooklyn, all kinds of fat names. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, so. I discovered, you know, physical fitness in college. I still was a heavy pot smoker and weed smoker then. And, you know, I wasn't all the way into health and, and wellness like I should have been. But that's really why I got introduced to that aspect of spirituality that reminded me of when I was younger. And so there's a number of reasons why I wear the turban. Um, the turban actually goes back historically speaking, uh, to around the 13th century. If you give me a moment, I'm going to look at my phone because I don't know this off the top of my head. I did a little bit of research. Okay, so this comes from an article from Rap Life uh, by Bianca Cruz. A complicated and beautiful record of how modern head raps came to be. Head rapping is ancient, with the earliest known records of head wraps dating back to the 13th century uh, in what would be known as Northern Iraq. Head coverings would be worn by aristocrats 
and strictly forbidden to be worn by people of lower status. Fast forward to the 18th century Louisiana, women of color were forced to cover their hair in order to signify their lower social status and separate them from white women. That's also, uh, a lot of them were forced to shave their head and, you know, make themselves uglier. So uh, even after a certain point, from what I remember, and this is not in the article, from what I remember, those women were, uh, you know, they would wrap their heads in such, you know, adorning ways. And even then, the slave masters, you know, wives would get still get jealous. And that's a whole nother story. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up because there is a spiritual aspect to it. Um, but there also is another personal reason, you know, it has to do with vanity. Uh, so most of you know, or some of you know, that I lost my mom at a very young age. And I started to drink and hang around people who were not really productive to my life. Um, I gained a lot of bad habits. I started smoking weed heavy, you know. And at one point, I just had to really stop and realize that, you know, I was, I was an addict. Smoking weed, doing nothing with your life all day, drinking, you know, to hide behind my insecurities. Long story short, I destroyed my health. I made a lot of decisions that were not in the best interest of me. Um, and, but you got to go through all of that to get to where I am now. And so I have a lot of health conditions uh, that were brought on. I have autoimmune conditions. And so I have alopecia, alloretta. I don't know how you say it. Um, and that really you know, destroy the aspect of my vanity. I also have another condition called acne keloid dialysis. Uh, it affects strictly black men very high and predominantly, as well as Latinos and Asians. Um, but there's no real cure for it. And so, uh, you know, I also understand that you have to be able to operate in the world. And so, Prior to me wrapping my head, going to job interviews, people would, uh, you know, oh, my God, is, is he sick? Is he diseased? Is, is it contagious? That's the real, you know, treatment that I would get. And so it, it's very sad, but you have to find a way to be able to move in this world and adapt the best way that you can. And that's how I chose to, number one, signify my faith with my God. And also understand that my vanity is not everything and that I also needed a way to be able to move in this world. And just like my ancestors, my slave ancestors who were uglied by European, European beauty standards, you know, full circle, they feel like that. So I just want to also go into some history of why I also have some health issues as well. Um, a lot of people suffer through abuse when they were young. Um, don't really have the best relationship with my father. My father was not the greatest man. However, I am very grateful for the fact that I at least had a dad. I know some people didn't have no dad. And so I can say I'm grateful for that. 
But as far as who he was towards me and the family that I was born into, I know just like many other broken black families, it is it's too common. And when I was younger, my dad used to abuse me. He used to cut my hair and spray raid on the clippers and on my scalp. Um, there's a lot of, you know, chemicals that are in that that are just not really, I don't know, you know, if it has to do with his Africanness, which I, I doubt, I highly doubt where he got that practice from. But um, I vividly remember him spraying roach spray on the clippers, spraying on my head. You know, uh, I'm thinking this is normal. My uncle was there as well, you know, and uh, on top of the yelling, top of the physical abuse, there was just a lot of abuse in the house. My mom was also uh, unfortunately molested by her own father at a very young age. And so, you know, she was ostracized by her side of the family. Um, because he wound up leaving the house because of quote unquote, they put the blame on her. There's a lot of, how can I say this? There's a lot of trauma within our community, specifically black and brown people in America, that we normalize a lot of things that should not be normalized. And so that's the history of where I come from, unfortunately. And so that also had to play with my health. I also lost my mother at a very young age. I lost her at 19 you know, my sister even younger. And so that took a, a, a drastic toll on my health as well. Actually, I was recently found out that a lot of autoimmune conditions are linked to some kind of significant traumatic incident, like, you know, the death of a parent or something of that nature, rape, um, losing a loved one, you know, can start a lot of these autoimmune conditions. And actually, autoimmune conditions are actually even more common than cancer now, which just says a lot because cancer is really high. So I don't want to stay too much on negativity. Trust me, I'm, get, I'm getting to the, you know, the better stuff. Um, you know, anybody who knows me back from Staten Island to Brooklyn knows that I was homeless after my mom passed. My dad kicked me out. Um, so I wind up, you know, staying with some friends. A lot of crazy shit was happening in those places that I was staying that I just don't really, I don't really rock with, you know, abuse of women, you know, having underage females around that I vehemently uh, was pissed about and that I could not, unfortunately, control the, the situation of living where I was. And I'm thankful to God every day that I never wind up going to jail because of a lot of this foolishness that these people would be doing, you know, uh, and I just don't stand by that. I don't stand by any kind of predatory behavior, period. And I'm just, I, I'm more so upset about the fact that unfortunately due to, you know, my father kicking me out, I had to align myself with people who are not of the highest vibration and I got a lot of bad habits like drinking, you know, to numb the pain of my situation and not being able to control who comes in and, out of my, in and out of my space. And I just didn't really rock with that. And so they know who they are. And 
I don't care, you know, how you feel about it. I never liked it then. I never respected that shit then. Excuse my language, but it's a podcast, so I'm going to curse sometimes. And it is what it is. Um, so, once again, I, I drank a lot in my youth after my mom passed. And I know that affected my liver and my decision-making, um, as well as smoking weed. It got introduced to that by people. It got so bad that I was just getting the weed from whoever off the street, you know. And I know that shit is not, <laughs> that's not healthy. But it is what it is. And I'm glad that I, I went through all of that to get to where I am now. I, so I said all that to let you know that it don't matter where you start from whether it be homeless, whether it be, you know, uh, abuse from your parents, whether it be uh, you just didn't get the Xbox, you can change your life. You can change your life. You don't have to stay where you are. It's a choice. Poverty mindset, brokenness, all of that is a choice. And at the end of the day, I'm living proof that you can change your life. I now work at a Fortune 500, and I'm not where I want to be. But in the words of Friday, I thank God that I'm not where I used to be. And I'm still going through shit right now. It is what it is. I, I don't think there's ever going to be a point in your life where you're not going through something. But it's the, it's the mindset that ter- determines your trajectory of where you're going to be, if you can understand what I'm saying. And so... I think this is not my redemption phase. This is the time in my life where I've chosen to put myself first in order to show my children a better example of who you need to be in this world. You cannot not double, double negative. You cannot not follow your dreams. You cannot do the things that you, you, you have to do it. You have to do the things that you want to do. You have to be who you need to be. No matter who is trying to stop you, no matter what obstacles they put in your way, no matter the hate that you get, as long as you are living your life righteously in the eyes of God, that's all that matters. And there is going to be negativity for you speaking your mind. And I'll let it be known right now. I don't agree with everybody's speech. I will never agree with everybody's speech. I don't agree with everybody, what everybody says. I don't like liars. But do I defend those people's right to speak in this country, America? The, the best constitutional right that we have is freedom of speech. If you lose that, we lose everything else. And so that's why I'm now picking up the mic to share my perspective on a lot of things because I feel like I have a lot of wealth of knowledge that I, and value that I want to share with you guys. And... You know, I'm not a multi-millionaire, not multi-billionaire yet, but I want to take you along this journey with me and share whatever I'm able to find, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, whether it's standing up for human rights, you know, and I want to say that that's the most important thing to me is standing up for our human rights, you know, spreading love, not hate. It's too much of that. I, I personally seen too much of that in this world currently and how I grew up. 
and there's so much polarization in a negative way because polarization is not bad. It just lets you know where your tribe is. And so I, I hope that this message resonates to people and you gravitate towards the podcast because that's what I'm be talking about is real shit. And if you don't like it, you can check out. If you do like it, leave a comment. If you don't like it, leave a comment. It doesn't matter. I, 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 I highly encourage the conversation. I need that. And in the words of a, a, an old friend, iron sharpens iron. And so I need that. You know what I'm saying? I need the hate. I need the love. I need all of it. That's what makes me who I am. So my future plans. I am going to be dropping music on my birthday, my first single. Uh, I know some of you know that I used to do music back in the day, uh, produce. Um, did some stuff with local artists back home um, from the city. Some well-known, some not. And now I'm finally, after taking a long hiatus for a lot of reasons, um, I'm actually going to be releasing music on a very consistent basis. So the first single is going to be called Respect. It's going to come out on my birthday, February 26th. Um, the pre-order is going to be on February 14th. If you choose to do that, I really appreciate the support. Um, I, I, I just want you to listen to it with an open mind. Anybody you know, share it, spread it. When it comes out, I appreciate it. Um, as far as the frequency of the podcast, I'm going to make this a bi-weekly thing. I think uh, that's what my schedule can allow right now. Hopefully one day when it starts picking up and I'm able to transition from my corporate nine to five job, whack-ass job, to, <laughs> to doing something like this, creative, really expressing myself. Um, then I could be able to do it more frequently. But as of right now, I think a consistent basis for me as, as of this point is bi-weekly. So I will be doing bi-weekly episodes and it won't be exactly on the same day. Like I know this will probably come out on a Thursday, uh, on February 1st, but, um, the next one will be, you know, about two weeks and I'll let you guys know, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Urban Turban, Urban spelt with a uh, a V instead of an A. You know, getting my black on, and um, same thing on X. Uh, Urban Turban, once again, Urban spelt with a V instead of an A. Um, that's it. That's really it. And also, I'll be posting this to YouTube. Uh, Reefer Man TV. That's the channel. Uh, all of you know I used to do YouTube content way back in the day, so I'm getting back into it with the podcast. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy days to come listen to your boy. But <laughs> I just wanted to say this. I love you guys like a fat kid loves cake. And I should know because I was that fat kid eating that cake. And boy, did I love cake. I just come let y'all know and some of y'all know that. Respect on my name. Peace. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Been telling these haters that I'm the greatest man. Back when I was just homeless, I couldn't see the plan. Praying for sleep, but didn't have no pain. Broke bread with them when I had nothing. Took advantage of me, cause they knew they can't. Not to fall, all I wanted was friends. Yes, it was all a part of God's plan. I'm cashing checks, watch me grow my ears. I ain't got no enemies, all I got is in the peace. My music is therapy, I record and just release. I ain't got no enemies. What is going on, family? I am Reef. I am an audio. 
audio engineer with a plethora of experience in many different genres. Not just hip-hop, not just R&B, not just pop, you name it, anything in between. Afrobeats, folk music, you name it. If you need your track mastered, you came to the right spot. I've done stuff for TV, radio, commercials, it doesn't matter. I've, I can do it all. I'll master your dog, whatever you need. You came to the right spot. If you need that pop, we on top.